This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, if, if, if you haven't heard the music of the Delphonics, you had to either be born yesterday or, or you're not from the planet. That's all I have to say. <laughs> and, and, and these songs defined the late 60s, 70s, and really beyond, and they continue to have impact. Um, just, just, just let me give you a sample. Let me give you all a sample. Now, I don't wear a thigh. <laughs> but it is, man. And and the music is so much a part of pop culture. Even even like in movies, Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown with Pam Greer, video games, Grand Theft Auto and beyond. Uh, not only have the originals stood the test of time, they've been covered and sampled by the Jacksons, uh, David and Jimmy Ruffin, Aretha Franklin, New Kids on the Block, Silk in the 90s, the Fugees with Lauren Hill, Prince, Wu-Tang Patti LaBelle, Wu Tang Clan, uh, Missy Elliott, Killer the River, <laughs> Tiana. I'm telling you, man, I love them guys. Yeah, I tell you, Tiana Taylor, and 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 the other thing, and this is this wasn't amazing to me because of of growing up on the music, but Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Jackson, the Jackson Five, yeah. actually opened up for y'all. So um, yes, they did. Uh, Philadelphia. How about that? That's something to think about. But they became big and famous. Philadelphia you know, is definitely in the house. the way it goes. It is. It ab- absolutely is. And uh, Philadelphia born and raised, still touring, uh, Grammy Award winner, singer, composer, entertainer. I am honored to have on the You Need to Know podcast, Mr. William Hart. Mr. Hart, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much. Thank oh, you. man, it's my great honor to be on your show. And thank you for having me. Man, I thank you. And, and let me ask you, you know, I got to ask because, you know, my the podcast, uh, covers 
a, a pretty big range of, of ages. Who gave you the name Poogie? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't get the name Poogie. How'd you, yeah, Poogie. How'd you get that name? Oh, uh, you know when you're a little guy, right? <laughs> and they and they stick a name on you, and it sticks for you the rest of your life. <laughs> and they just couldn't shake it. Just couldn't shake and, it. But uh, you know, it's cool. Here comes Poogie. Here comes Poogie. <laughs> All right. And uh, you know, I always was writing songs or trying to put something together. A guy, uh, I just couldn't stand to see the guy standing around doing nothing. So I said, let's make up a group. I found I must have had about six different groups, mm-hmm. and um, I was determined uh, not to be going in and out of these little uh, uh, clubs and things to make myself. I was determined to go direct. <laughs> I don't know what made me think like this. I was a young guy, mm-hmm. but I wanted to go directly to the to the record company. Mm, okay. Street, because I felt as though I had an unusual voice. You actually should have heard me when I was like about, let's see, 12 or 13. You should have heard me. I really wish I had it recorded. Oh my God. And sometimes when I, th- and I don't, uh, and I don't um, pat myself on the back, but it, it was like strange. It was kind of alien like. <laughs> wow. If you understand what I mean. Mm-hmm, I it do. Was like, I do. There wasn't a key on the piano that I don't think I could reach. 88 keys. Mm. Honestly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, it was like totally effortless mm-hmm. and um I used to hear Frankie Lyman I learned from from from, from little Anthony the Imperial he's great people uh uh Dion Warwick Bert Baccarat uh uh and I'm, I'm I'm like 11 and 12 13 years old 14 15 and Mark and my brother they were singing do what my older brothers they were Mm-hmm. Robert was two years younger than me, okay? And uh, I put him in the group as well. And uh, I put uh, Randy in the group. And Randy's father was an attorney. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were really a nice, lovely family. And Randy wanted to hang with the guys, you know? And he mm-hmm. didn't really have to hang with the guys, but he did. And so him and I became real good friends, me, Randy Donald, and, um, and Richie Daniel. And that's uh, how the group, really formed and then when Richie went his way, Randy went his way, then my brother said you got to learn how to think. Man, I tell you, um another one. Another great one. Um I'm here to tell you we lost him at age seventy seven. And um what do you say, Tanya B? I mean, you know, first of all I I do have to thank uh Tanya B for um uh, giving um hmm giving us the opportunity, giving me the opportunity. Can you hear me, Tanya B? You there? Um, the opportunity yeah, to um, to interview uh, Mr. Hart. Um, and be- because of the fact that uh, you've been working with him, you worked with him for so many years. Uh, and she yeah, gave me a call yeah, and said, since, uh, yeah, go ahead. Since 2000, uh, since 2009. Yeah. Yeah. You gave me a call and said, Hey, got an interview for you. Would love to um, uh, have a, uh, if you'd love to have uh, somebody from the Delphonics on uh, the lead, William Puji Hart. And, and I don't think I hesitated. I said, Delphonics, <laughs> you know, so, and, and yeah, you know, we were only supposed to do about 20 minutes, really uh, 20, 30 minutes. And, and we did about almost an hour because he had so what? many stories, right? you know, and, and, and so much he, he wanted to share and, you know, yeah. so much information that, that was out there. 
that may have been on Wikipedia that was published that he had to correct. Yeah, Yeah, just like all the fake Delphonics that were out there that he had to correct. But, you know, there's no such thing as a. I never had a short conversation with him because there was always a story and I always learned something. Yes, it was it was just an amazing I mean, one of my favorite interviews. um, He is uh, he he is still because his spirit still with us. His music is still with us. Just an amazing soul, man. I had a just one of one of my favorite interviews. Man, he, he had me cracking up. You know, it, it, it's just like, and, and you know, the interesting thing, Tanya B, he was really about the Wu Tang Clan. You know, he was he his his. Oh, thing. He, you know, they they had such an intense bond and love each other. And I, I would just encourage anybody if you really, you know, and this is one thing that kind of helped me, you know, work through the, this grief that I'm actually in right now. Yeah, yeah, I know. Is I that know if you go if you go to YouTube and you watch the video of Ghostface Killer and RZA talking about being in New York with the Delphonics in a van and they were in the shootout with the Delphonics, it is hilarious. Mm, 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 mm. And, and, and well, whoever go- thought that the Del- that, that would be, you know, whoever <laughs> thought the Wu would be in a shootout with the Delphonics. That's crazy. That's crazy. But he was he was so forward thinking and and really excited about working with those guys out of all the stuff that he had done. Um, you know, we, you know, of course, talking about Earth, Wind and Fire and, and the Jacksons. I'm going to play a clip. Uh, Tanya B, you sent me this clip and this is Eric Dyson having a conversation uh, what's the guy who used to be on MSNBC? Uh, it was uh, Keith Oberman. It was out on, on uh, yes. CNN. Oh, on CNN. Yeah. Okay. They were having a conversation mm-hmm. yeah. because you, let me put it in perspective. This is the conversation after the death of Michael Jackson. Okay. So they're actually talking about Michael Jackson, but I want you to hear who they bring up. So here we go. Uh, at the age of six and seven, he already understands the genius of a Jackie Robbins, uh, of a Jackie Wilson. Mm-hmm. He articulates those dance movements into his own. He understands the genius of a James Brown. But listen to this, Keith. If you ask Michael Jackson in the late 60s, before he was even 10 years old, who his favorite group was, it was the Delphonics out of Philadelphia, especially the lead singer, William Hart. That's an, a piece of Arcania, so to speak, a piece of musical esoterica that is not usually uh, known by people beyond the beltway of black music. And yet this 10 year old prodigy uh, is already comprehending the genius of a William Hart and uses some of those, uh, if you will, melodic and harmonic intensities and projects them to the world. Yeah, just just again, uh, his influence, the the influence of that music. I mean, one of my favorite eras, I I am I, I will tell anybody that the Delphonics, the dramatics, the stylistics, um, the shy lights, that era of groups, without a doubt, man, to this day, influence everything I listen to. I still think it's the golden era. Um, the interview I'm going to post on the uh, podcast page I did with You Need to Know Podcast. But one of the things he really talked about was the bigness, the large sound. You know, when when we talk about, you know, being in the studio, he had an orchestra. So those he would come up. He talked about yeah. that, you know, like the what is the the. Miss uh, Missy used it. They had the timpani. They had oh. you know a, a horn section. They had uh, the string section. And those musicians, a lot of them that were on all the Delphonic songs and almost every song out of Philly. You know, you had that. You know, the sound of Philadelphia musicians, the Joe Tarsia and the Norman Baker and the, uh, Earl Young. All those guys played yeah. on all those records, and that's when they used real musicians. There was no electronic. So anything. it's amazing to me to hear him talk. 
about those sounds because the first thing when we started talking about the samples, right? We started talking about the Fugees, you know, uh, Missy Elliott, all Elliot. the, you know, all the all the people who sampled his song, the hip hop groups that sampled his songs in the nineties. He 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 interjected how he just walked in the studio. He wanted these sounds to be part of the songs. So it's like he wanted an intro coming in like dun, 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 dun. it was like he had these big sounds, these ideas, and they would they would be dropped just like Hey Love, all the songs. If you listen to the Delphonic songs and you hear that, you know, these these intros coming in. They all big. have unique, uh, right, big, unique intros. And you know what? Speaking of big and unique, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I'm sure you know I spent quite a bit of time mm-hmm. and, you know, at his home with he and his wife and his family. Yeah, yeah. And when you walk in, the, they had they didn't have one house. They had two huge houses. They were across the street from each other. Wow. He had one with his man cave in his studio. And I think that's why he and his wife were married 50, almost 54 years. Didn't get on my nerves because you go over there and I'm going <laughs> to go across the street. But if you want, yeah, get out, like, get out of here. I'm going. Go ahead. No. But when you walked into the, the wow. main home, it was almost like a palace. And yeah. you, I never forget, you walk in the front door and the, you know, there's furniture. Yes, of course, everything was white leather, white. But in the middle of their living room, where you, most people might have a coffee table or a television, was this huge baby, white baby grand piano. Wow. And on top of the piano was the Grammy. Oh, Wow. Awesome. So, so was he as animated as he was on that interview with you in person? Because he, he was, he's got. I mean, every time, unless you tried to interrupt him when he was watching football, and he's very de- dedicated to his Philadelphia Eagles. One day, I was going up there, yeah. and I said, "I call him Pop. Pop, can you pick me up? Yeah, I'll come pick. You, I'll come pick you up, Tom. Well, Tom was waiting there. I had to wait till halftime when there was a break. Yeah. <laughs> Me wow. and my suitcase luggage, a whole nine for him to come pick me up. Wow. But yeah, it well, he was. And sometimes he would just be funny. And, you know, like his wife would say, they were, I think they kept, um, there's a, you know, those yellow rule legal pads. I don't know what company makes them, mm-hmm. but I do believe he kept them in business because there were legal pads all over that house where he would just sit and start writing. Wow. Or there were guitars. He'd pick up his guitar and start writing and start singing something. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I hope that... um you know, much like I say, Prince, there's a treasure trove of, I mean, these material that Mr. Hart has, you know, in addition to, I know people know he was also an, a really accomplished artist. His artwork was everywhere in the house and he would do art shows. And um, if anyone ever had the occasion to actually purchase one of his paintings, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the stock just went up big time. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. But Tanya yeah, B, I, I know very, you were yeah. very close. And, and one of the things, I, I mean, I, I texted you immediately when I heard the news and, and you know, I'd say, Hey, are you okay? Cause, cause you knew, you know, him, you knew the family really well. Um, the memorial service is as we take the podcast on a Sunday is it's this week. Am I correct? All right. And the, yeah. And the actual, the services tomorrow again, you know, he was, uh, yes, he, when he was dedicated, he was dedicated to, you know, his craft, his music, his art, his family, yeah. you know, and his religion. He was a pray. People didn't know that he was a practicing Muslim from hmm. back in like, I maybe I want to say almost the entire time he was, you know, a singer. Yeah. Oh, you know, since they came out in, you know, in the mid sixties. And so he'll be funeralized, you know, under the, the guise of, you know, the Muslim religion. And that will be tomorrow. And normally I believe they, um, uh, some they really uh, usually have to I think be in the ground in forty eight hours. But I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. it's going to be 
anybody who's anybody and even somebody who's nobody in Philly will be out there on Hunting Park Avenue tomorrow. It's going to be standing room only, no doubt about that. And, you know, for those who are fans, you know, and those who can't get in, I know we're going to post the information again, which I appreciate, Tommy B, that um, the service will be live streamed. Yeah, no problem. I'll make sure. He had, fa- yeah. he had fans all over the world, yeah. right? but he had fans all over the world. Yeah. And and make sure, I, you know, again, I get that. I know you'll send it to me and I, I've seen yes. your, your postings mm-hmm. on, on Instagram and, and Facebook. Yeah. So just make sure I have that so I can put it on the podcast page. Again, um, William Poogie, Poogie. I like to say Poogie. Poogie. You know, I know. William Poogie. No, he'll, you see, he, he corrected he'll correct me. you. He'll correct you. Oh, yeah. He'll correct you. He corrected oh, yeah. me big time. So uh, William Poogie Hart, uh, you know, transitioned at age 77. Definitely his legacy is going to live on through just some amazing music. I'll make sure I have the information posted on our podcast notes. And we'll be posting yeah. it in uh, definitely in our um, on our IG page and, and Facebook and so on and so forth, Twitter. Uh, but again, this is the Jiggy Podcast, episode 137. And, you know, it's not, you know, we we celebrate the lives of of a lot of these people who are transitioning. I mean, I, I don't, you know, we, you know, they definitely for us, because we had relationships and, you know, yes. it feels like they, they're gone too soon. But the amazing thing is they did so much for so many people. You know, a lot of their legacy lives mm-hmm. through their music or through the people they trained or the people they helped. So. Uh, you know, definitely uh, there'll be there'll be more. Uh, his name won't just, you know, go away and, and never be heard again. Right. It will uh, not, it, yeah. it, it'll, it'll live on through a lot, through his music and through a lot of other things. So, you know, each week we do news, politics, pop culture, that piping hot tea with the one and only Tanya B. Uh, Got to say what's up again. She is here, y'all. She is doing her thing. And and y'all give it up for the one and only Tanya B is in the building. Yes, Tanya B. Yeah. Tell you, are you in Philly? I don't, you know, I always try. I don't, you know, I don't disclose your location. <laughs> I'm just gonna say I'm somewhere in America. Somewhere, she's, but, she's somewhere uh, in America. But I'm I, breaking my door down. But no, I, 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 I just want to interject one quick thing. We're talking yeah. about no, Mr. No, no. Delphonics. Um, just I want to remind folks, and I'll be posting it again, that I'm going to do a very special edition of the Birdwire coming up this Friday. Awesome. It's going to be the Del- Delphonics Top Ten. I'm going to pull some songs out that people had no idea that Mr. Hart wrote or the artists that covered the music and those people that, you know, were huge fans of his, you know, that were, you know, a very persuasion, black, brown, green, and, you know, Caucasian and everything along like that. So I, I really want to uh, encourage people to, you know, what comes on eight and 10 Friday night and Saturday at noon um, to check it out. It, you will, you, I'm going to take you to school. Definitely. I'm Give you good there. music and take you to school. I'm going to have sure. my notepad. I'll be pulled up. <laughs> There'll be a test on this later on. Test. <laughs> Yeah. And y'all, you know, he is here as well. Give it up for the one and only the country commentator. Got him a brand new router, y'all. <laughs> you know, I always mess with Vi. I mess with Vi because, you know. Yes, he does. Vi try, he tries to yeah, come at me. I'm like, because, you know, Vi and I went to school together. So I'm like, dude, weren't you the computer science major? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be coming at me with questions about, you know, but, but vibe, man, as always, man, always good to have you. Let me give you air horn. Yeah. So vibe, so vibe, what's it up is. with you, man? What's, what's, I mean, it, it's like, you still asking questions about January 6th. Are you still, are you still, you know, like, why y'all doing this? <laughs> are you still in that, you still in that well, mode? <laughs> Come on. No, my mom asked me. My mom said, "June, you think he's gonna get away with everything?" I said, "Yep, I sure <laughs> do." Bye, <I> just. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. 
they just got to show me, brother. Yeah. They just got to show me. Well, you know, I, I tell you, we're going to get into the news with Syracuse Mike. Um, go ahead and, 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 and we're just going to kick it uh, because there's so much happening. Because as, and this is crazy, as we tape the podcast right now, they're doing the Uvalde rollout of the report, uh, Uvalde, Texas. So I've got like one eye on the news watching the report. Um, and, and we'll play the Syracuse Mike, of course, news. Thank you. And, and shout out to Syracuse Mike for all he does. I mean, we did uh, the show without Syracuse Mike doing news. And, and I'm telling you, I will never do it again without Syracuse Mike. I will not. You, you did to, okay. I you, will not you be did trying okay. to do the headlines. With, you did Syracuse okay. Mike. Syracuse you Mike. said you wouldn't do the T when I wasn't well, here. You did a good you know, job. You did a good job with the headlines last you know, week. Syracuse, just take- Syracuse Mike just puts it down. That's, that's my boy, one and only. But um, we have to uh, go ahead and do news with Syracuse Mike. And I do want to come back by talk about the January 6th, but also this Uvalde thing, because the video wasn't supposed to go out and they leaked the video. And and now, you know, they're showing the video. But um, and, and I'm just thankful that it doesn't. It's a hallway video and it's not including any of the, the, the gory, just grotesque uh, actions that the monster that monster took on those young kids. Um, so, so I'm, uh, we're going to talk about that on the other side, y'all. So hang with us again. This is the G podcast episode 137. Here's news with Syracuse. Mike, we'll be right back. Assemble! It's time for the week in news with Syracuse. Mike, the Biden administration is telling doctors and hospitals across the country that they must perform abortions in emergency situations, even if their state has a ban in place. The administration is also warning them that they could be penalized if they don't do so. The announcement comes as some states move to ban abortions with no exceptions. President Biden is now calling for more gun control, and that's despite the new gun legislation that recently passed in Congress. At the White House Monday... Now's the time to galvanize this movement, because that's our duty to the people of this nation. That's what we owe those families in Buffalo where a grocery store became a killing field. It's what we owe those families in Uvalde, where an elementary school became a killing field. That's where those families in Highland Park, where on July 4th, a parade became a killing field. The White House also noted that the president has signed 21 executive actions targeting gun violence. Mr. Biden is pushing for a ban on assault weapons. A Texas House committee is investigating the Uvalde school shooting, and now there is a push to release hallway surveillance video that shows what police were doing while a gunman was inside adjoining classrooms for around 77 minutes. The video contains no imagery of victims or footage of violence. A preliminary report from Texas lawmakers on the shooting could be released within the next 10 days, according to a source close to the committee. The January 6th committee held another hearing Tuesday. Committee Vice Chair Liz Cheney called former President Trump's claims that he did not know that he lost the 2020 election nonsense. Census advisors repeatedly told him that Biden won. Cheney said Trump is a 76-year-old man. He is not an impressionable child. And that was one of the first issues addressed during the latest hearing. Former Oath Keepers spokesperson Jason Van Tatenhove told the panel that he is worried about what will happen if Trump is reelected. There was a gallows set up in front of the Capitol. This could have been the spark that started a new civil war and no one would have won there. That would have been good for no one. The committee also shared some of the video deposition by former White House counsel Pat Cipollone. The idea that the federal government could come in and 
seize election machines. Now that that's I don't I don't understand why we have to tell you why that's a bad idea. At the end of the hearing, Cheney said President Trump attempted to call a witness who has not testified yet. She said the committee has informed the Justice Department. First Lady Jill Biden has apologized following backlash to comments she made Monday. Dr. Biden referred to Texas Latinos as unique as breakfast tacos during a speech in San Antonio. She was speaking to the nation's largest Hispanic civil rights and advocacy organization and was attempting to compliment Latino diversity when she made the inappropriate comment. Inflation has hit a 40-year high, driven by high gas and food prices. The Consumer Price Index rose 9.1% in June from a year ago. Surveys show that more than half of all Americans blame President Biden's policies for making things worse. The president says inflation is the number one priority on his economic agenda. U.S. health officials are warning that the country is experiencing a surge of COVID-19 cases driven by the highly transmissible Omicron subvariant BA5. They also add that vaccines will prevent people from getting seriously ill, although those vaccinated or previously infected are being reinfected. And while some people are heading to the hospital, the numbers are lower. Health officials encourage everyone to get vaccinated. Those over 50 are specifically encouraged to make sure that they are double boosted. According to the CDC, the BA5 subvariant now accounts for 65% of current COVID-19 cases in the U.S. Hundreds attended the funeral of Jalen Walker this week. I used to call Jalen almost all the time, and I can't call him anymore. When I'm going through some things. That's Walker's best friend, Dupree Watley. Walker was shot at least 60 times by police on June 27th in Akron, Ohio. Inflation continues to impact all of us, and it was on the mind of the Treasury Secretary at the G20 Summit. Janet Yellen said, Inflation in the United States remains unacceptably high, and it's our administration's top economic priority to bring it down. Yellen also said the war in Ukraine is impacting the economy worldwide. The U.S. government reports prices at the wholesale level jumped 11.3% last month from a year ago. Dr. Lisa Kohler is the Summit County Medical Examiner, and she says Jalen Walker was shot 46 times by police when he was killed in Akron, Ohio last month. The autopsy determined that Jalen had 46 gunshot wound entrances or graze injuries. Some of those wounds are on extremities. The NAACP has made a direct plea to the Justice Department to open a federal civil rights investigation into the shooting. President Biden remains overseas and met with Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas. He also toured a hospital that treats Palestinians in East Jerusalem. Palestinians and Israelis deserve equal measure of freedom, security, prosperity, and dignity. The U.S. is pledging another $100 million to that hospital, but it's the president's meeting with the crown prince of Saudi Arabia that has been under much scrutiny. The two men greeted each other with fist bumps. And earlier, Mr. Biden told the media why he was meeting with the man many believe is behind the killing of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. The reason I'm going to Saudi Arabia, though, is much broader is to promote U.S. interest. That includes economic and security interests. And Brittany Griner was back in a Russian court. Her attorney presented evidence that she was prescribed cannabis by a U.S. doctor to treat pain. Ivana Trump, the ex-wife of former President Donald Trump, has died. She was 73. Mr. Trump confirmed her death on his social media platform. He wrote in part, she was a wonderful, beautiful, and amazing woman who led a great and inspirational life. Her pride and joy were her three children, Donald Jr., Ivanka, and Eric. 
According to several media reports, police are investigating whether Ivana Trump fell down the stairs before she died. You know, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that story, but, you know, I think they better call Murder, She Wrote. And with Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, get them involved in this. <laughs> Let me make sure. The building. <laughs> Say what? Only murders. Uh, that's only murders in the building. Murder, She Wrote was Angela Lansbury. Yes. And during COVID, I watched all 12 seasons every every episode. But yeah. Yeah, they mm-hmm. neither. This, this is a little suspect, but I'm going to leave it at mm-hmm. that. I mean, they said no suspect, no no foul play. But, you know, knowing, you know, you know, you're knowing you know who he who shall not be uh-huh. named on this glorious uh-huh. day. Um, you know, I know somebody going to be looking into it. So and, and the other thing, just a couple of things. Jill Biden, you know, her between her and and Prez. Do you think they have any black friends to, or, or like Mexican or Hispanic? Because they, they say some of the dumbest shit sometimes. I know. Like, well, I know. They, somebody, I know. Needs, somebody needs to get them some Hispanic. Barack uh, and Michelle. Chin check them. <laughs> AO, well, AOC is mad at Joe Biden, so she can't chin check him. But I mean, think about it. They're in Delaware, which is the size of some people's backyards if you live in certain parts of New York. Yeah. And what's what's interesting about Delaware is Wilmington, you know, like, well, the biggest city in the smallest state. Yeah. yeah but yeah. It's, ve- it's very, over here, you got the hood, then you got the nice you know, part yeah. on the waterfront, then yeah. you got Little Italy. And I don't know that, you know, because there's a lot, a lot of crime in Wilmington that people really mix and mesh together. So I think they need to go to some, they need some racial sensitivity. I'm just going to call a thing. I mean, thing. it's 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 going back. And, and I know Vi, when, when, when he was campaigning, Vi would always tell me, you know, that he's the best we got. He's the best we got. But even going back to corn chip, you know, it's like, dude, y'all, well, y'all, y'all need some friends. But wait, but don't, don't forget, look like you. I right, mean, but I know, don't forget. Okay. I know it was Michelle and Obarak. I know, I know. But Less sometimes we, it's like, I'm asking Tanya B, and, and I'm gonna throw it no. to you. I'm just wondering. It's like, who wrote the speech? <laughs> Who <laughs> you got a speechwriter? You know, clearly he didn't. Well, he fired he's a speechwriter. <laughs> fired. I don't know. I'm like, what he in the no entire hell was she thinking about? I don't but know. here's the thing about that whole thing. Or, do you, you remember? Know, uh, wait. Go ahead. Tony. Do you remember he, when remember Jeb Bush? Remember when Jeb Bush was running? <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead, Tanya B. I remember when Jeb 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 Bush was running, and then uh, his father, <laughs> who uh, they act like the old man Bush was the greatest thing since sliced yeah. bread, and I beg to differ. He said, "Yeah, my." My grandchildren know that the little brown ones, because Jeb Bush had a wife of Latin descent. And if he talked about his grandchildren that way yeah. and he said it out loud, you know, when the people say things like that mm. and, you know, they come back and when they come back and apologize or something like that, you know, they knew they were all kinds of wrong. Well, you know, I, Joe, I think there just needs some there needs to be like even with the speech writers, maybe some some sensitivity. We did, they need to go up you to know? Spanish Harlem. Yeah, they need to go out to uh, California. Yeah. With the what with the cho- the cholos is that what you it was the cholos and they need to come over here and go up to Bankhead Seafood. That's what I'm saying. Go ahead, Vi. Go okay. ahead. Okay. Go ahead. What were you about to say, Vi? Jump in there. I was saying Biden has no black or Mexican friend. <laughs> Obama owner made him to, made him told him for the vice president because they said, look, if you want to win, this this we have to Cause look at Biden past politics before he became a yeah. Who became vice president? Yeah, they were not on our side. Yeah, so he's doing all this other stuff because it's it's the popular thing to do. Yeah, so, so no, so true. Yeah, mm-hmm. he yeah. just showing y'all his true colors. He can't. It, it's just sipping out. Yeah, so true, so true. Just sipping out. That's why they couple, want, couple that's why they want him to be quiet. Couple other yeah. things. Because yeah. because I'm a, I, I have gotten to Byers ire. He is he is ticked off now. Sorry about that, Byers. Uh, Jalen Walker. This whole funeral in Akron. 
this young man shot, shot 46 times. And, and I have to ask, you know, for Why? anybody. Right. Why? Vi, you were, you were, okay, Vi, you were military. Why? You're military. If you're in a war situation, would you shoot somebody 46 times if they were unarmed in the war? Not one. No, not one person. Why? Yeah. Like a group of people, maybe. You think you, you, Go ahead. You are not that in danger. Why are all y'all shooting that guy? Yeah. Hey, y'all could so y'all tell me y'all was that scared that y'all shot y'all gun that quick that y'all no no I, I'm not buying it. But, but and they weren't good shots because look at all they missed over thirty shots. They weren't they their aim was and off from the it, beginning. Yeah yeah and and, and not to why, mention why did, the fact why, that why did they yeah, say they shoot him? Did they see a gun or something? They thought they saw a gun. Well, here's the thing, Bob, and that's that's the point. Um, there was supposedly a gun left at the car, or there was a gun in the car, but they found the gun outside the car on the ground, uh, which again is suspect. There's going to, I mean, honestly, I'll be, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time because we got more stuff to talk about, but I will tell you that the justice department needs to get involved in this. And, and it, it amazes me in my, this is the problem I have with this administration. There are just too many situations where it's obvious that the justice department should have already gotten involved. Now, the NAACP is asking the Justice Department to get involved. And I have to say to my good friends at the NAACP, I have friends who listen, who are involved and in, in part of the NAACP. I have to say to them, they have to be involved in these cases. They have to be involved as a legal team and they have to put pressure on the Justice Department because the NAACP on a national scale, putting just putting the Justice Department on blast is what's needed. OK. They're not they're not going to do it just because somebody's mother and father, deceased mother and father is going to step up and say that it's going to take the civil rights organizations to put them on blast. So I do give kudos to the to NAACP for being involved in this. Uh, just one more thing. Brittany Griner, uh, LeBron James made a comment. Uh, he said Griner should consider not returning to the United States because of lack of support. Um, and, and his quote was on his HBO series. He said, and I quote, over 110 days. Now, how could she feel like America has her back? Uh, James said this on the show, The Shop. Uh, I'll go to you, Tanya B., and then I'll jump to you, Vi. Go ahead, Tanya B. And I know I'm just saying, you know, it, I love the shop because that's what people, you know, you know, that's what that's part of the culture of people of color where you can go to the shop, whether it's the barbershop or the beauty shop. And that's what people really can, you know, speak freely. Hmm. But, you know, but, you know, I understand what he's saying. But then you know, and maybe I missed this part. OK, so if Brittany Griner, no, when Brittany Griner gets out of that Russian prison. Yeah. And if she doesn't come back to the States, where is she going to go and, and uproot her family? I mean, I get what LeBron was saying. Well, ain't nobody LeBron can say but, that because ain't no, you know, ain't nobody got LeBron money. <laughs> okay, I'm just I'm got, saying. Okay, no way. No, if, if that's the case, maybe, LeBron, what are you doing? What are you doing to help this sister get I, home? What are you doing to continue her life if she does not come back here? You know what? Now you got my pressure up. He need to either shut the hell up or come out of his pocket and do something. And, and I mean, you know, I'm say, cool with him raising the question, but I think I get it. But he raises the question maybe from his perspective because. If I had the LeBron James kind of money, I would, I mean, if something like this happened, then I would consider, I mean, a lot of black folks over the years in history have, have gone to France, you know, Algiers, Italy, Italy Japan, Ghana, you know, one of the things played, that, yeah. um, you know, because she played for Phoenix and she, I guess, lives in Phoenix, you know, my, and it's not a disappointment, but it's more an observation. 
Kristen Cinema hadn't said shit. I'm, I'm talking about silence. Nothing. Her team. Well, nobody has the, anybody. And the reason I say that is she's the senator from 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 um, from the, the state uh, Arizona. From Arizona. So it's telling mm-hmm. when the senator. Mm-hmm. I mean, so so LeBron on one point makes a lot of sense. My only thing is, great LeBron, are you going to send her the money so she can relocate and live? You know, but right wherever, away, wherever you know, she wants to live, or give her the, the Maybe money. He will. For, Maybe he would. But wait for the mental health she's going to need for the rest of her life. Okay. Why are you shaking your head? Okay, because <laughs> well, there's a time and a place for everything. Yeah, she needs help. Now, not the time to say comments like that. Yeah, once she get back to the state, then she can say stuff like that. But get back here first. Yeah, she didn't say it. She don't, didn't say, don't it. say stuff like that while she over there. Yeah, she didn't. No, say he it. said it. He but said, he, yeah, he said he's making it worse for her for saying stuff like. But he apologized for it later on. Yeah, because he realized he messed up. Yeah, the she other ain't thing, over here yet. The other thing so he said by like the other thing he said by while we're on it because I want to move on to the T while we're on this uh, on the shop he said Boston uh, fans are racist as fuck I mean now they are you you believe that Tanya B you from Boston oh yeah <laughs> I'm from Boston I have been called the N word since the '60s so yes it. You know, don't be fooled. There was slavery in Boston. And although it is my hometown, there are some redeeming qualities. Boston still remains one of the most racist cities in America. And when you think these old races die off, they just breed new races. And now that Boston has become more multicultural, yeah. we, you know, they have the Asian mayor and you know, yeah. they had Ayanna Presley. They had Deval Patrick, the black uh, governor. Right. You know, it's almost like there's a new breed of of, of like roach infested races that you know will live forever. This is and crazy, let me just man. let me just say this. Let me just say this. The place where I saw I, and I, now you can yeah. hear my accent come out. The garden is still <laughs> on the the border of one of the most racist sections of the city. Yeah. It's like it's over there by South Station. That was that dividing line between Charlestown where you don't go. Yeah. Um, in South Boston, where, you know, that was like the lowest common denominator of, you know, of, of low income. Um, I'm going to call it Irish people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if, you know, if you went over to South, you just were ready to die. But now there are even <laughs> black people over there. Yeah. And the people uh, that live there that have been there for the longest time can't afford to stay there now because that's one of those hot you know parts of town because it's near the water. Yeah, OK, yeah. it's just interesting so, to me. Go ahead. Yeah, and so you know, again, you've had that place, and like I said, I grew up there. So I know I would go to. Well, I say my dad, may he rest in peace. He had many friends who were athletes, whether they were Patriots, the Celtics, and the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. And what you know, and it's interesting that those those stadiums were like so right on the edge of a place. So you know, I never remember being at a football game or a baseball game, or even a basketball game. You know, after dark. And if that were the case, uh, you know, I was with my father and that group of people that were kind of, you know, he'd make sure that we were safe. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember that. But here's the gag about this whole thing. Yeah. You know, they, you know, and, and I understand what, you know, they say Boston is the number one, our most racist city for professional sports. Number two, believe it or not, is Salt Lake City. But here's the gag oh, about Salt the Lake whole is thing. hard. 
I'm going to say yeah. Salt Lake is hard, but go yeah. ahead. Okay, so when you got people like Steve Kerr, who doesn't look like us, calling out the racists in Boston, you know they're really racist in oh, Boston. Yeah. Yeah. And the other gag about the whole thing that I love where it's like, you know, sometimes success is the best revenge of it all. Mm-hmm. These same racist people who will go to a hockey game or a baseball, any sports game, mm-hmm. will go to a Red Sox game, and they're actually making LeBron James rich, bitch, because people don't really know how much of the Boston Red Sox he owns. Yes. Pow, pow. <laughs> That's fine. Point. <laughs> Say that again. Say that again. Well, that's, that's what I was going to ask. They you. don't. He owns okay. part of it. No. <laughs> the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> so, all you so racist mofos from Charlestown, <laughs> Southie, East Boston, and Lynn, and Revere, and Quincy, where I was called the N word in the 80s, can kick rocks in an open toe shoe, okay? Go ahead, Tony. They have come to accept. Mess with if they me. They want to win in sports. Yeah. They gotta have black people. Yeah, they have accepted that. Now, no, and they, they're okay. No, they're okay when they when they're winning in their favor. Yeah, but the minute you beat their <laughs> team right. or you lose, then here come the end bombs. So you know it. what? Yeah. Go ahead, Bob. They, anytime they try, they always trying to find the great white athlete. Oh, oh he bring him to Boston. Yeah, and look don't at exist. All Boston Patriots. Don't look at exist. Right but they had a great Bob. white wide receiver till they got random. Yeah, yeah, let me let me say this, Vi, and and let's wrap it because we got to go to T. Um, I'll give you the last word, but the last time I think they were really strong was during the bird years. You know what I mean? When, uh, when they had McHale, you know, of course, uh, uh, when you go, Robert Parrish, but then know, they had, what's that, 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 that other guy, and I'm not going, I'm not going, yeah. Danny yeah. yeah, you know, but I'll, I'll say 80s this and, and I'll, 90s, give you, yeah. I'll give you guys the last word before we go to T. I'll just say, um, you know, it was, it was surprising to me considering the team makeup now of Boston that, that he's still, still hearing that in the crowd. Cause the team's a whole, I mean, Boston, the Boston team now is whole, is a whole lot blacker than it's ever been. Let's face it. it ain't okay, never been Baco, how many great, how many good white players can you name in the NBA? No, but I'm just saying with Boston, because you know, there are other teams in like Salt Lake, uh, like Utah. Uh, I'm just saying Boston is much more the team itself with the number of players compared to, is? I'm only comparing it by to where Boston was in the eighties. Okay, I, I get you. I know. What and you're they, got, they yeah. even got a black coach. Yeah, even, even got, got a black, black coach. coach. And they've always had a black coach. If you go back to Paul Silas, you know, you go back to, uh, damn, uh, when, when, what's his name in Philly now? Uh, Doc Rivers. I mean, they, they've had more black coaches probably than any NBA team. They, they've constantly had Because black the owner and the general manager wants to win more than anything else. Yeah, so true. All right, we'll leave it at that. But anytime there's a great white hope in it, but anytime there's a great white hope in the NBA, they sure try to grab it, though. We got to get him in boss. Yeah, so true. All right, y'all, let's do this. But they ain't about uh, to have an all-white team to lose. Mm-mm. Yeah, so They're true. they winning now. Get him started. All right, Vi, here we go. <laughs> We're going to do tea. Tanya B, you ready? Because Vi don't want to go. All right, here we go. Now then, children, it's time for tea. It's tea time, Can't even take y'all. a break. Sipping the tea with Tanya. Can't even take a break. What you think? Let me tell you something. It must be that, I- hey, hey, he got a new router. He got a, he got new internet service. That's what's okay. up. <laughs> no, I was like, I'm not sipping tea. I'm sitting here guzzling ginger beer. I got to get my oh, pressure I need, down. Man. I need some of that. That ginger beer is on the point. Woo! Hallelujah. Tanya B, okay, what you got? I- I want to tell you, I know we. Uh, this is a little bit in your yard, Tommy B, but I want to remind everyone that Jamie Flock, Flox, yeah, <laughs> Jamie Flox has a new Netflix movie coming out August 12th. It's called Day Shift. Uh, he and his, uh, apparently his one of his you know besties, uh, Snoop Dogg, they start in the movies where they play modern day vampire hunters. So I'm sure there'll be some weed up in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Weed uh, flowing. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. Oh, here's something interesting. I know I told we talked last week. I told you about how Eddie Murphy's uh, daughter Bria got married, and uh, her brother Eric is engaged to Martin Lawrence's daughter Jasmine. Jasmine caught the bouquet at her soon-to-be sister-in-law's wedding. But Martin Lawrence did say in a recent interview that you know Will Smith's uh, Oscar slap won't kill the development of the ba- the fourth Bad Boys movies. Now you know Will's lost a lot of work behind that Oscar slap, but you know at the end of the day. What it's all about is that, you know, the bag. And if the first three yeah. bad boy movies made eight hundred and forty plus million dollars, they're looking at the bag. So I don't know, it may not come until the end of twenty twenty three, maybe early twenty twenty four, but there will be a bad boys four. Can I can I cash, mention can I mention an observation, Tanya B? Cash is cash is king. Can yes, I mention an sure. observation? It has observed. It has not stopped FX from showing every Will Smith movie ever made. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And a lot of other channels and services too. They are showing Will Smith like it, it, I've seen Look. Independence Day about 20 times this summer. You know we are wrong, but he yes. makes some good movies. Yes, and and yeah. I, I Robot is still. I mean, all his movies are still in rotation. Hey, they have not. I mean, not unlike like R. Kelly, where they just stopped playing all his music. They have he, not. He only slapped slap another black man. Yeah, as I'm saying, they have not stopped showing <laughs> Will Smith. I go, right. And I throw it back to you. Go ahead. Okay, I um, also want to let you know, uh, and I just say five honor to Questlove and Black Thought of the legendary Roots crew. You know, they did, well, Questlove did the Summer of Soul, and now he and Black Thought are actually working on uh, the next documentary project is one on the legendary Sly Stone. Now, we know Sly got some health issues and some mental health challenges. Yeah. Give it up, give it up, give it up. Yeah. Well, and Sly still lives in the van down by the river, but he did have some people that, you know, came to his uh, his aid and got him his royalties back. But I'm looking forward to uh, the Sly Stone documentary and you know, Sly's in the summer of soul. So um, I'm looking forward to that. And I'll keep you posted on that as well. I mean, Sly was Sly was like the precursor to Prince. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, but also, you're right, because he had the first integrated band back in the 60s. Yes, right? he, the he had 60s. the revolution before the revolution. You know, got televised. Yes, he yes. did. Yeah. So but the only thing about Sly was, you know, Sly had to live by the river because every city he showed up in, there was a warrant. <laughs> when, when, wait, when, wait, when he showed up and how many hours up. late he showed up. I have, a, you know, I got a Sly story. I got yes, a couple I know of Sly stories, actually. <laughs> I know you do. There was a warrant in every city. But go ahead. We'll, we continue. Oh, I'm here to tell you. Okay, um, and then I also want to let you know. Um, I want to say it's just odd. Congratulations and condolences to Jody Watley. Uh, she recently wow. lost her mom. There's a condolence, but there's this. Uh, if you don't have the Epics Channel, um, EPIX, you know, like uh, the mm-hmm. Godfather Absolutely. of Paul, Yep. There is a documentary coming on called Women Who Rock. It features Jody Watley, uh, Sheila E. Uh, Shaka Khan, Nona Hendricks from The Bell, who was yeah. about the same, who's the same age as Patty. I don't know what was it, what they were drinking and eat when they were coming up. Mm-hmm. But honey, Patty and Nona still got it going. I told you last week, Patty was crip walking at the Essence Festival, yeah. right? Yeah, Nona don't play. <laughs> no, so um, it's on the Epics channel. So check out Women Who Rock. It's really, really good. Cool. Uh, also, want to tell you, uh, we got to do this. Emmy nominations were announced. Got to say congratulations to Barack Obama, who got an Emmy nomination for his yeah. Oh, you're going to look, just keep your finger on repeat with that. Uh, He got got the Emmy nomination for the show on Netflix, but he's since left Netflix and gone to Hulu. And then you've got Quinta Brunson, the creator of uh, Abbott Elementary, who made history getting three nominations. Yeah. 
Go ahead. Also, um, our Forever Dream Girl, Cheryl Lee Ralph, was nominated, as is Tyler James Williams, who played Chris and Everybody Hates Chris. Yes. And you know who else got six nominations for Outstanding Competition Program? Ooh. Although I still wish she would stand up, sing, and play her flute. It's Lizzo for Watch Out for the Big Girl. Wow, good for her. You know who got snubbed? Who got snubbed, Tanya B? Uh, this Is Us, which ended this year. Uh, Sterling K. Brown, who already won an Emmy. But Anthony Anderson is a little salty. I don't know why. Blackish didn't get anything. But I said that's what you get for winning and monopolizing and winning every NAACP Image Award for the last 10 years and hosting. So, you know But what? you know, you has, know has Blackish really gotten its due with the Emmys over the years? Uh, you know what? What Black show has? Yeah, think about it so true what, what, what black show has yeah, and what's so interesting true. is he left to go to Law and Order I think he filmed I think they said four episodes he left already so I don't know what he's got he got something cooking wow always always I hope, yeah. he, I hope he does well he's a good good cat and he's put in the work you know what I'm saying yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. and uh, I just got a question I say Erica Badu should be Erica Badu but she <laughs> don't need to be out there twerking on stage oh, at Meg the Stallion concert I saw that <laughs> at the concert hey, but, but you know but what, you know what? Is- let me say this Tanya B Okay, so she almost didn't get up. <laughs> I'm just saying. Better call Tyrone. <laughs> she didn't she put hey, she got down on her knees and lifted up and I'm like, is she gonna get back up? <laughs> I'm saying. Well, you know, she do she was doing a concert last week and a fight hey, broke man. up and Erica didn't even stop. She didn't miss a note, she just kept on singing. Oh, she's from Dallas. She's from South Dallas. She oh, I, thought, I thought it was Houston. Well what she's from uh, Texas, that's all from, I got to from say. Oak Cliff. <laughs> okay, she might as well be from Oak Land. But anyway, <laughs> Anyway, um, you start practicing before she get out there and do all this stuff. Yeah, I'm just saying. No, I mean, now, Lizzo, Lizzo, uh, no, no, no. Uh, you know, Meg the Stallion. Meg the Stallion. Course. Yeah, Meg is from Houston, but, you know, uh, uh, what's her name? Erica's Dallas. Badu? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, e- either way, just yeah. stop. Yeah. Stop. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll be real serious about this. You see, I'm like, abba, 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 abba. Should I say this? Uh, yes, we're going to uh, keep uh, Pastor John Gray in prayer. His pul- pulmonary oh, hey, embolisms. Hey, hey. No, but, Howard, well, they haven't hey, gotten better. Say, Howard has told y'all. <laughs> leave, Howard, leave, leave the preachers alone. Howard, go ahead. Don't you, <laughs> Howard? Um, no disrespect, Howard, but you got to kick rocks on this. Um, well, I'm just saying, pray for the yeah, man. I, I, pulmonary I embolism is serious because that's what killed Heavy D. He yes. had a pulmonary embolism, yeah. so it's something real. must really be dire if they've moved him from where was he, wherever he was, Texas or North South Carolina. Mm-hmm. They, he's moved, been moved to an Atlanta hospital, so that it must be serious. Yeah, let's get, yeah, okay, definitely um, keep him in your prayers on the real. Yeah, absolutely. On the real. And then I want also want to talk about. Um, Oh, Lord. Meek Mill has left Jay-Z. Okay, nobody cares. Another and another. nobody cares. Uh, you know, uh, R. Kelly, Ara is engaged to Joycelyn Savage, the last brainwashing victim. Mm-mm-mm. And of course, you know, her parents <laughs> didn't know, but because uh. they're estranged. But here's the gag. I still give her parents the side eye, and here is why. No. <laughs> you basically handed over not one, but both of your daughters. One of them got away and came back home and saw it for what it was. But you handed your daughters yeah. over to R. Kelly to make her a star because you're that thirsty, even after he had been accused of a string of sex crimes. Wasn't, wasn't, and, is she is she the one from Atlanta? Savage? Yes, 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 it's yes. Horrible situation. Horrible yes. situation. I can't believe it. 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 Mm. Yeah, it really is. So I'm like, well, what is that? So the wife can't testify against the husband? Mm. 
Well, he's I, done. You know, so. He got so many years now, it really doesn't matter. And he'll never come out, because don't forget, hey. his next trial starts August 1st. He has to go back to Chicago. Then he's got to go to either, I think it's Milwaukee. Or, I think it's Milwaukee. So he's on the I'm on trial tour. Yeah, he's done. He's I mean, leave the man alone. Y'all don't gave him enough time. Good grief. I know. Let's talk about something better. Let's talk about let's talk about Beyonce. Uh, you know, her song Break My Soul, people like you can't get away from it, okay? I still say this song has come along at a great time. Of course, there are some top 40 uh, PDs out there who don't deserve the air. Uh, we're not going to play that record. It doesn't matter because people can go other places and hear it. I heard it at every 4th of July uh, parade that I watched on television. Yep. And the thing is, you know, and now she's got this thing where she, well, you know, no matter how talented you are, if you are greasy in your past, she won't work with you. There's this producer named Detail, mm-hmm. accused of rape, worked on her current project. She won't work with him anymore. And you have to go undergo an extensive background check if you want to be in the beehive. But I just want to let you know that um, the album is going to drop uh, less than two weeks. Okay. But three parts to renaissance the first one is the one we have now then there's going to be one that's afro beast and the last one's going to be the regular hip-hop and r&b that we know her for and she's working with a uh, raphael sadiq Excellent. and she's also working with um for that raphael is the man yeah yeah tony yeah, tony tony he, yeah, and he also uh, worked with her sister Solange, and believe it or not, he's a huge fan of William Hart, rest in peace. Yeah. And she's also got Neo working with her, who needs to hit because his album sucks. And but he did write Irreplaceable for her, so yeah, he's a hell of a producer. But he's a great stuff is, producer and, and songwriter. But I think you know he he had his five minutes of fame, and it's all done. Yeah. Now I have another dumb donkey story, but this is so stupid. It's actually sad. I know what it is because I want to talk about it. Go ahead. You do? Yeah, I mean, I think I know where you're going, but go ahead. I got two. Well, okay, pick one. I either got Ricky Martin or I got um, Venus and Serena Williams' father, Richard. Which one do you want? Eh, leave Richard alone. Let, let's, okay. And, and you know, what's the... Because, you know, we know we know that anything's possible <laughs> with Richard. What's the other one? Ricky Martin. I mean, the Ricky Martin thing. Now, I know they're denying these charges. His, his, mm-hmm. his attorney has come out yep. and has said that these charges are disgusting, and in no way did Ricky do this. Now, let the people know what Ricky, what what the charges were. Tell you well, I said he gonna be living La Vida Loca, La Vida Broca, and La Vida Jaya. Yes. And here is, you know, when you go to Jaya, it's serious, right? Jaya. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> so forget the, the the manager who's suing him. She's saying she cleaned up a lot of his mess and hid the drug abuse and the other things. And now this person that you said has is uh, alleged to have some serious mental health issues is Ricky Martin's nephew claiming that they had an abusive sexual relationship. And if you remember back uh, July 4th weekend, nephew. yeah, bye. July 4th weekend, there was a restraining order that was put out against Ricky Martin and the person uh, the name wasn't made public at the time, but they're claiming that this might be this nephew. And I just think, you know, I know Ricky's had some issues, you know, and now, you know, the nanny didn't sign an NDA. So now the nanny's going to start talking too. Oh boy, I know, you know, um, but you know, th- that's kind of, you know, you have to really be more protective of, you know, who you're around and, you know, who's going into your circle. You don't, you, don't, you don't fuck with your family, man. What's up? No, that, no, but you here's know? the thing, Dude, right? Well, you know, on. I mean, if that was the case. Um, Dude, oh, and don't forget that, that uh, document. I'm just saying it's a lie. Right, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it really is. And that's like why, this, it, yeah, they're talking 50, that, years, if, 50 years. Right. If that were, if that were it, the, the case. Go ahead. He's like, B. is he 20 now? He's no, 20 if that now. were the right. If that were, this supposedly happened when he was 14, but if that were the case. Ricky Martin would not yeah. have been able to, I don't think, would not have been able to adopt those children that he has. Yeah, yeah. Because so. they do a deep dig into your 
past your private life and your association. It's all it's it's all alleged yeah, he done it. now. He been he yeah. done it, he done a good job of keeping it secret. Well, I'm just saying that if they do find out if if there's proof, they're talking 50 yeah. years. They're talking. I hope it's untrue. I do too, really. You got to pay. You need to be R. Kelly Bunk Buddy. Yep. Okay. Yeah, him and um, what's his name? YF and Lucci. But here goes, here's a gag, y'all. You know, there's this Menudo documentary coming out in there. Some of the depictions and some of the, from what what I've seen of it, Ricky Martin, you know, act like he was this little shy, you know, 12 year old in Menudo. And everything that they say about him isn't really nice and, and flattering. So, you know, but again, you know, you go through those, those stages of, you know, being a teen and, yeah, you know, yeah. a tween and, you know, sometimes you outgrow it. But I just hope that's not true. And oh, let me just say one more thing. You know, this whole thing. We, no, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about Fanny. No, no, I'm sorry. Fanny. I'm talking about Fanny. See, you going Fanny on, Willis. See. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead. Fanny down to the D, down to the down yeah. to the, uh, the, the, the state house said she really is going hey, after wait a all minute, these rappers. What? Be, let me say this. I reside in the same state, so let's be nice. But go ahead. So do I. <laughs> I think I voted for Fanny. <laughs> go ahead. Not Fanny. Fanny. Anyway, Fanny, the ahead. next person that might be on her hit list with all these rappers and these indictments and all this other yeah. foolfulness that's going on yeah. is Lil Baby. So Lil Baby, um, get your house in order. Hey, Tanya B., you know, and, and thank you again for the report. I want to say this because you and I talked about this the other day. Um, <laughs> we were looking at we were looking at the Hot 100. We were looking at the Pop yes. Top 100, and when you compare the Top 100, which is on the pop stations, see what we call CHR Contemporary CHR, Hit stations, yeah. um, that pretty much influences what all these pop stations play. The Billboard Top 100, yeah. and mm-hmm. when you look at it today. There are far fewer rappers in the top ten, top twenty. Oh yeah. And and what I what, what I was saying to Tanya B was the hip hop, the, the guys who are, you know, basically trap hip hop, you know, not the Drakes. Drake's more pop. No, like but, the but, drill and the, the, the trap. Yeah, the drill yeah. and the trap rappers need to really be careful because they're losing airplay. I mean, they're a, a lot of these pop stations are avoiding they don't want to play their music. And and a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, their audience is female, okay? So they don't want suburban females exposed to these rappers that are now indicted in jail, you know? So it's a different mentality when it comes down to what they play on the air, <laughs> yeah. you know? So if you notice, you could take a look, you can go to Billboard Top 100, maybe a year ago, two years ago, you had the baby, maybe three, four songs deep. You know, you had so many of these rappers and yeah. you look at Kodak Black, you look Future. at the fact that you got Kodak Black. Now, Future's still on. You got Drake, you know, but again, Drake is kind of pop. Yeah. But yeah. but ultimately, when it comes down to you look at what's happening with uh, with Kodak. Kodak Black just got pulled over. What, 30, again. 30 Oxycontin pill? And that's all they that's all they found so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and see, my point is, this is a guy who just got a pardon from the White House. And all of a sudden, again, he's pulled over 30 Oxycontin, probably oh, no me? no prescription, nothing. And and it's just you have to ask yourself, what the fuck are you? What do y'all want? What do, what do you? Well, don't don't forget he when he got out after he got out got pardoned and got out and got back in the sh- out there tootie rolling in them streets. Yeah. He made that record about I think how he was doing. Uh, I think Crystal Meth. I think it was. I, I just don't get so. it. I mean, I I don't know, and and I get it. You know, from a standpoint of maybe that's all they know, but they got to figure mm-hmm. something out because I mean I'm telling you, and I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna make a prediction. That that I mean, I, probably within the next 
one, two years. I mean, you're already seeing a lot of the the like the Korean band uh, BTS. BTS. Yeah. You're seeing more of it's almost like if you remember Vi, you remember Tanya B, like the turn of the 90s when, you know, you had probably the early 90s, mid 90s. You had a lot of R&B. You know, you had mm-hmm. what TLC, you had Next, Man, you had, you had Next, Vogue. you had all these R and B groups that were really taking over the top forty. Next thing yes. you know, bam, here comes Backstreet, bam, here comes In Sync, bam, here comes Britney, bam, Christina, bam, uh, all, all, you know, you had all, all of a sudden, you know, the, mm-hmm. you know, they said, you know, fuck it, we're not going to deal with, you know, the basically, tide has turned. The tide is starting to turn, and it's that mm-hmm. it's cyclical. It's starting to happen again. Yeah, but also the you know uh, you know it's like lock up your daughters. All these suburban folks don't want their don't want their daughters or their sons really you know hearing that crap rap because look at it, a lot of these white kids try to imitate. They don't you know, want what that. they. They don't right, what they hear, you know, these these hip hop artists doing, you know, it's not real. Yeah, so. agree, agree. Thank you, Tanya B. Hey, real quick, um, I'm gonna give you my TV update and, and got some shout outs, and then we'll wrap the show. But but I gotta say, I gotta give it to my show, man. I'm I'm so proud of the shot, really and truly. You know, and I, I know not everybody has Showtime, but but I gotta give it up to the shot. Give my shot update, Emmett and Keisha. Should, and, and I gotta, if Vi, do you watch the shot? You watch the shot, Vi? Nope. Okay, Tiny B, Tiny B, you don't have showtime. But I got to ask my audience, and feel free, go to castropolis.net and, and you can leave your message on uh, the people poll. But I'm just curious, should, should Emmett and Keisha tell Tiff what's going on? I'm just curious. I mean, they haven't really got at it yet. Wait, with I'm, those so wanna... names, with those names, they don't have a choice, man. I, I, I they don't, don't have I, a I choice. Mean, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't seen all of it yet, but I'm just going to say in the new season, season five, should they tell Tiff what's going on? You know, Trig, you got to be careful, dog, tread lightly. I, I love one of the other things, Tanya B, you know the name Jason Weaver, right? Jason Weaver. Jason Weaver is in this show and he is for, he is funny as Jason Weaver can be. Hey, you know what's it's, funny? It's classic Jason Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he is classic funny? Jason Weaver. I love him in this show. You he know. was a Disney kid and in yes. the Jackson's an American dream. He played Michael Jackson. Yes, he is. He is just a phenomenal friend and trig man. Be careful, dog. You better listen to Jason Weaver. I forgot Jason's his name as his character, but you need to be listening because Jason Weaver has suddenly got some wisdom and he's trying to help the brother out. But anyway, the kids have struggles and now it's coming down to two of the kids really got some struggles. I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I, I just tell you, it's, it's not that good. It's not, they got to make some big decisions. And you know what? The opening sequence, one of the other things um, I like about the shy is the discovery. It's just like when, what's the show? Oh, Insecure. You know how Insecure was soundtrack wise, always had some really great music that, that probably even had been out, but was never discovered. Let me, I mean, the shy opened up. Let me see if I can find it. They opened up with this this week. I'm going to play just a little bit of it because I know you two just, you know this song? I hype me up, I gas me up, I hype me up, I gas me up, I hype me up, I gas me up. Take up spaces, got my room with this. Take up spaces, I got my room with this. I'm a trip for this, they cannot resist. I'm going to play a little bit of that because, you know, I don't want YouTube coming at me, but uh, got to give it up to uh, the shy, um, the take up space cut. 
uh, from Tony Jones. I think it came out in 2020, but it was just when you watch the opening sequence and how it relates to what's going on with the with the ladies in the show, um, you know, it's, it's a powerful song and, and definitely speaks to, to what a lot of what those ladies are going through. So that's my shy update. Also, I, I binge watched and by you probably seen some of it, the new Resident Evil, the TV series, because, you know, gotcha. I Okay, I, I know it's probably on your list because you and I have the same taste when it comes down to sci-fi. Oh, yeah. And um, it is, they are trashing it. You know, it's getting mixed reviews, but a lot of the gamers, you know how gamers are. Gamers are true to it. And and, and I, mm-hmm. I tend to think, believe that the series, it's a lot better than a lot of these trash. You know, they kept doing the sequels. The trash movies they did aren't as good as I think the Netflix uh, part of this. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, they got black leads. You know, they, they have a black woman yeah, in the that's lead. That's what I noticed. Uh, they, I noticed as a black woman in the lead. Mm-hmm. The guy who, and I, I don't have his name with me, but y'all know who he is. He was uh, in John Wick, the black guy who runs the hotel. Uh, he is one of the lead characters. Oh, yeah. He's the lead character as well. And, and I'm here to tell you, it is, it is really, it's not perfect. I don't. I didn't expect it to be perfect, but I binge watched it. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought they did a great, a great job. I thought it was only going to be limited series one season, but the way it ended definitely has to go into a second season. But uh, it's impressive. I mean, and, and I think you know a lot of the gamers, if you know, because you know, Millennial Nick is a gamer, and you know, Millennial. See, I don't mm-hmm. know if you know like the types of games. Like, was it RP? these RP games where you got to go through all the houses and all that. See, I, I'd be stuck in the first room for like the first, like <laughs> six months, you know, that's me and the zombies. Zombies that killed me to the point where they like, dude, buy another game. They just have a message come up and say, dude, get another game. But, but you know, millennial is the kind of kid he would like get to this. I, I walk in like a week later, he's in the credits. He's, it's over. The game is over. <laughs> So, you know, I remember kids, man, they, play kids, the games. they know how to play it. So uh, Resident Evil, man, the gamers probably aren't down with the way they try to humanize the show. They try to give you a better idea of why the people are the way they are. And the gamers are like, no, just kill the zombies. And, and you know, we won't see kills. We won't see zombies. We don't want to see all, you know, the humanization of these people. And I think that's probably why a lot of them don't like it also. And, and again, it's not. They don't as, want the story. Yeah, it's not as European as the, the original, the movie. It, it's it's much more diverse. You've got a lot of different cultures represented, a lot of different faces. And, and it's just really, it's really cool to watch. It's cool to watch. All right. So, so that's my Resident Evil on Netflix currently showing. And it's not 10 episodes. It's only eight episodes. So y'all check that out. Okay. Again, also you can just go to castropolis.net, click on our link. Everything G podcast is there. The podcast stream, social media. Uh, you can check us out every week, the taping live. And I got to do some shout outs. Uh, definitely. Um, you know, we talk about you know, uh, William Puji Hart this week. Uh, again, last week I mentioned J.R. Dino. They held his services, his homegoing services this week. And I got to shout out his brother Bernard, uh, brother, uh, you know, his family uh, for holding the memorial at the, the mass. It was a memorial mass because he's Catholic at Basilica of the Sacred Heart of Jesus on Peachtree. Beautiful church. You know, you walk in and you know me. Y'all know me. I'm, I'm, I walk in, I'm thinking the omen, look up and see, you know, the I want to, you know, the chambers and all this, but beautiful church, beautiful service, 
I uh, got to say thanks. I got to shout out people I hadn't seen in years. Uh, India, uh, Peggy, Janice, uh, Ray and Melanie, shout out, uh, Ife, uh, Chris, and, and just many of those who were responsible for supporting Gino, Dino and the Million Dollar Record Pool over the years. Uh, they were big players in the Atlanta music scene. And Tanya B., you know, they, they don't make uh, promotional reps like like those folks. You know, the ones we dealt with back Ooh, in the day. No. Oh, no, no, no. They were a rare breed, rare and, breed. And and it was just really good to see them, you know, today. They're doing different things, different lives, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, but definitely good to see him. Also, shout out uh, to my good friend, Sharon, um, Sharon from 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 Troy. You know, Sharon uh, early back in the day. Uh, yeah, no. yeah, she lost mm-hmm. her brother. Um, who, who actually was a big oh, part? Man, yeah, uh, Lou, who helped me out when I first started in the in in the business at V103 in mm-hmm. Atlanta. He, I mean, he helped me carry all the on big record crates <laughs> when I was doing parties and stuff for uh, for the events. And uh, just a, just a great guy, man. Great spirit, good heart. And uh, bottom line is, uh, you know, his mm. he passed away. We lost him this week. Kid, mm. I mean, only fifty two years old. Fifty two years old. Um, definitely his services will be this week. And, and for those who listen to the show, who know Sharon, uh, it was her brother. I'll definitely make sure uh, I have that. Again, Louis um, uh, Conda Early. Louis Conda Early. Rest in power, man. A good brother, a great friend. We had some great times. You know, you can imagine we were DJs <laughs> back in the day, <laughs> the after party. But, but Louis, Louis, Louis was my, my guy. And, and uh, it was a shock. You know, again, I just saw this this morning. She just posted it. Um, and, and um, you know, shout out, Sharon. Thank you. And Sharon calls me Top Cat because of a story. I made a, I made a comment about a cat that was crossing the street with only top legs. The bottom legs were gone. So he was kind of, so I called the cat Top Cat. So she calls me forever to this day, Top Cat, in honor of that. So just a little story. All right, y'all. Y'all got any shout outs? Tanya B, you got any shout outs? Just my usual people, everybody in Philadelphia, everybody in the DMV, uh, the folks that listen in Mexico and South Africa. You know, again, just, you know, just shout out to anybody. I know a lot of people are going through a lot of things and just remember it's okay. You know, they just changed the national, um, you know, the uh, the mental health. I don't have, I don't want to call it a suicide line, but, you know, now it's only down to three numbers of people who need help. So um, you know, just know it's out there. Everybody's going through something. Wow. Hopefully this too shall pass. I need a benediction, doggone it. But you know what, Tanya B is crazy. And I got to give a shout out to South Africa because my friend in South Africa shot me a note. I mean, they've had five shootings since the last one we talked about. So so it's like we talked about the the 14 people who were killed in the mass shooting. And since that mass shooting in South Africa, they just had recently another shooting. Another one? Uh, For another, you know, uh, another mass shooting. Mm -hmm. So they've had up to five within the last week. So a lot of a lot of countries, a lot of nations are going through this. And, and you know, yeah. we got to we got to, you know, keep our head on a swivel and, and stay focused. For real. I'm telling you, for real. Though. Big time. All right. Vi, yeah. what you, Vi, Vi, you, you got a shout that? out and I'm going to let you do your thing, man. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying you could you hear about that model in L.A. who was attacked by a stranger? Who's this? No, she was a not a model. She was a she was a, a volleyball athlete. gold the athlete. Yeah, the swimmer. Yeah. She almost yeah. lost her and eye. She was attacked. She was attacked by a stranger just on the street. So she looked at the, looked at the guy and said, I think he's uh, something right with him. And then he attacked her. Wow. 
Wow. I think, but they said, they said some citizen, they grabbed him and held him, grabbed him until the cops came, but he, he actually, he tagged her, hurt her pretty bad. Mental health, man. A lot of these nice. folks, you know, are either in need of meds or off their meds or on their meds so severely that they don't know where they are. So you, you just, again, yeah, I don't you, know all about that. you gotta, you gotta know, it is, you gotta know where you are. You gotta know your environment. You gotta know what you, who you're dealing with. Yeah, and, you do. You know, I mean, you know, I, you, you know, though. you know how I, I used to, I used to, my, my bird finger used to fly flow. <laughs> I don't do that no more. <laughs> no, it's not. I used to, it used to you fly, it used to fly out the window just, you know, on point, just, just on cue. Not anymore. I keep that finger in the car. Yeah. I keep that finger in the People car. People snap on you. Absolutely. All right, Vi. You know what time it is, man. Let me see if I can find it. Here we All go. Right, brother. All right, you ready? Here we go. Go ahead, I'm Vi. ready. You go. We should learn to take life as it comes. In other words, we need to stop fighting the things we can't do nothing about. God has equipped us to handle life as it comes, which is why he tells us to only focus on today. He knows that if we spend time worrying about issues beyond our control, we become tired and frustrated. You don't need to waste time trying to change your control outside your power. Set your mind to what God has placed in front of you and let him take care of the rest. Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Be not therefore anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. In other words, people, don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about today. Tomorrow, take care of itself. Amen. Amen. Amen, Vi. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate you, bro. As always. Thank you, Tanya B. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, y'all don't know, Tanya B does this show from like everywhere. Everywhere. So, <laughs> thank you. Evidently. Somewhere in America. That's all have, I'll tell you. I don't have that luxury. I have to get back to the house. <laughs> I know. It's like, she still makes it connect, though. She, she makes it connect. Also, shout out, shout out to K-Dub. K-Dub is still our music director, still doing his thing, getting settled. We'll, we'll have him back real soon. So, yeah, he was know. here. Yeah, he was here for a moment, but he's, he's uh, you know, making some adjustments. He'll be back yeah, with yeah, us soon. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Again, y'all, thank you we so much. We miss you, K-Dub. Yeah, we miss you, man. We know you're going to come. Yeah. You'll be back real soon. Y'all, but again, thank you so much. Uh, again, go to castropolis.net. All the information you need is there. Just click on This is the G. And with that, you know what time it is. I got to say to everybody, peace, power to the people. Y'all take care of yourselves. All right? Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. That monkey pack. Hey, I can't get COVID is real. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tanya B, I can't get COVID. Oh, yeah. No, COVID, a, co- no, COVID gotta, hepatitis, I, and now monkey pox. They got a monkey pox vaccine. That's real too, yeah. Hey, Number, gotta, low. Numbers are up in Georgia. 29% increase in two weeks. This is no joke, people. No joke at all. Y'all take care. Thank I you so much. Get that second, I got to go get that second boost because I'm over 50. Yeah. Well, you better know there's a new one coming out because the ones they have out, the new, the, the five variant laughs at them so we got to get a whole new set of shots and whatnot yes we do all right y'all we out of here peace all right right, peace (laughs) you've been listening to the g podcast with your host tommy b the g podcast is a production of the castropolis podcast network thanks for listening